In today's show, we've got news about Cinderella Castle getting the first piece of iridescent decor, uh, Disney Magic Mobile Service news, uh, and we're celebrating 20 years of Disney California Adventure. Maybe it'll open. Uh, we've also got headline news, meetups, trivia, and so much more all in today's Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right, everybody. So glad that you were here. We've got uh, we've got a lot to cover in today's episode. But before we get into it, I wanted to notify you about two special things. First of all, if you didn't hear the new show with uh, Disney Imagineering show writer Brian Collins, you really missed a great show. We're debuting this new show. It's going to come out once a month with Brian. He's going to be talking about uh, some of the world's most beloved attractions, including Jungle Cruise, World Showcase, and the Great Movie Ride. And so much more. Uh, that came out last Tuesday. Uh, they'll be coming out every month on a Tuesday, uh, depending on when we record them. Uh, so go check that out. And the second thing is, we want to thank our sponsors for today's show, which is Destinations to Travel. Uh, we got a show with uh, the Destinations folks coming up. Was that next week? Something like uh, that. Yeah, if you've got questions, um, go ahead and make a note because we're going to have the lovely ladies back on to help us out. We've got some Disney uh, news we want to share with you guys, and uh, they're going to share with that news with us. Uh, but hey, if you're looking to travel as the world slowly but surely starts opening up, uh, looking to book some type of vacation, don't forget our buddies over at Destinations to Travel. Uh, they are amazing, and they don't cost you a dime. So they can help you save time, money, and frustration. It doesn't cost you anything. Why wouldn't you? So uh, the best way to get them is to go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel. There's a short little form. You fill that out. Someone from Destinations to Travel will be in touch. And you can start planning your magical vacation immediately. So, guys, thank you so much for uh, supporting the show. And uh, I can't wait to talk to our buddies and uh, go out and check them out at uh, DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel for destinations to travel. How you doing, buddy? What'd you good. do Disney? How about you? I'm good. Uh, the only thing I did Disney was Thursday I went to Ravello. <laughs> yeah. Shock, right? <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> uh, no, our uh, friends from New York, uh, our mutual friends from New York uh, are down here for a couple months, so um, I said, "Hey, we've been uh, wanting to go to Rebel. Let's go, let's go." So, uh, yeah. So we went over there, and it was good, as always. Um, oh, sure. so uh, uh, Chef uh, Fabrizio uh, came over and says, uh, "Hey, I have uh, uh, you know, a dish I've been uh, uh doing. Uh, do you guys want to try it?" And I'm like, "Listen, I when he says, do you want to try something? I don't say no. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, yeah, sure, whatever." So uh, he brings it over. It's kind of like a bowl, tomatoes, um, uh, like uh, cannelloni beans, yada, yada. So I said, oh, great. You know, what is it? He says, well, it's tripe. I said, oh, uh, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, sure. I'll try some of that. So he says, I, I cook it for three days. It, it, it yep. stews in tomatoes and the beans 
and you know all season for three days. And I mm-hmm. said, listen, uh, not that I don't. I've had tripe once, and it was not very tasty. He says, no, try this, and then let me know what you think. Could not even taste it because I, I, I maybe pressure cooked it or stewed it, but it just tasted like tomatoes and beans to me. There was like no taste of tripe. I said to him, there's no taste of tripe. He says, it's, it's about cleaning. You have to know how to prepare it and clean it, uh, and then the cooking part is the easy part. I'm like, well, mm. apparently it is because this just tastes like you know beans and tomatoes to me. You know? Wow, I got a buddy down the street. It's from Turkey, and he's mm. like, uh, "I would make tripe for you. You would love it." And I'm like, "Tripe? Yeah." yeah. He says, "No, no, no. It'd be great. You would love it. You, yeah. you would love it." He's yeah. so great. He's got a great yeah. accent. Yeah, uh, not doing it justice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's so cool. He's he's talking about trying it. So apparently, uh, tripe is going to be in our future a little bit more. Mm. So in that intestine, what is that, stomach? It's the, uh, yeah, it's the lining of uh, a stomach, I don't know, <laughs> cow, pig, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, it well, doesn't sound like, oh, that sounds delicious. Hang <laughs> on. Yeah. But, no, uh, no, no. yeah, it was, it was very good. Uh, you know, it was nice to see everybody. Everybody was working, too. Uh, <laughs> and for Richard. those that live in the area, PB&G. That's pool bar and grill. It's going to be stay, staying open a little bit later nice. uh, during spring break. Uh, primarily for uh, people like late arrivals that don't want to or don't have a reservation to Ravello or Kappa. Uh, and both restaurants are now going to be open during spring break at the same time. You nice. won't have to take a guess on which one is open. Uh, but they're going to keep a uh, pool bar and grill open Be you know for people that are arriving later that would like a place to eat. That is not Ravello and not Kappa. So if you are local, now's a great time. The weather is cool. It's nice. There's no humidity. Go out and try it. Yeah. It's the best time. This is what we pay uh, all summer for. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Yeah. So I want to try and get there. Yeah. I want to try and get there. We got our first pool in yesterday. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It looked great. Got in. It's very cold. But once I got in, it's pretty good. Actually... I'd messed my back up a little bit, and it was so cold, it actually helped my back. Oh, wow. I could stand up when I got in. When I got out, I stood up straight, and I was like, wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did uh, – what did we do this weekend? We did very little Disney this weekend. Mm. Um, yeah, I wasn't we'll, going near, like, uh, Disney Springs because of spring break. <laughs> yeah, no. We were staying away because of spring break. We didn't yeah. want to do anything that would cause uh, that to be an issue, but uh, had a good weekend. Not yeah. complaining. Actually, watch it was, Disney Plus stuff. Come on. Yeah, I was on uh, not Palm Parkway. I was on uh, what the hell is that street? Anyways, near the Sea World entrance, I was trying to go to Whole Foods, yeah. and they were lined up. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh, spring break. Yeah, yeah that yeah. happens. And so I got to Whole Foods, uh, you know, looking for my you know monthly supply of prosciutto, and they were out. None. None. That's I because mean, you said it wrong. What? It's because you said it wrong. If you said, hey, I'm looking for the prosciutto, they probably would have had some. <laughs> That's the way said I said it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Ravello. Maybe you need to place an order with Ravello. <laughs> yeah. Dear chef, I need uh, uh, some Parmesan cheese, Parma, 
<laughs> I need uh, the prosciutto di parma, a couple loaves of an Italian bread. Just you know, let me know what it is. <laughs> yeah, mozzarella. Mozzarella would be nice. Oh, burrata. A wheel, a wheel of Parmesan would be great. I'll, I'll give me my that. credit card. Just yeah, to, and a box yeah. of meatballs. Just yeah. cook them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. A bucket, a bucket uh, of balls. Like bucket of balls. I'm telling <laughs> you, he should sell them as a bucket of balls. No I, comment. Especially at the golf course, that would be oh perfect. Yeah. A bucket of balls. Meatball sliders. Bucket of yes. balls. Yes. All right. Anything else before we get into it? No. I can. All right. Well, there's nothing else we could do except get into <gasps> the news. news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. I was thinking, please don't say Gary Vaynerchuk. Please don't say Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> uh, we've got some news about Cinderella Castle receiving their first pieces of iridescent decor ahead of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration that may or may not be happening anytime soon. Uh, it was uh, reported last year that Cinderella Castle in Magic Kingdom Park received a royal makeover with a new color scheme that included bold, shimmering, and regal enhancements. Uh, Disney is excited to share now uh, the, the newest piece of iridescent embellishment uh, that can continues this glistening adornment. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineering and Walt Disney World teams installed the first decor piece that will adorn the magic for the, quote, world's most magical celebration later this year, honoring the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort. The castle's new decor features a royal blue jewel with gold detailing and shimmering draping. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineers developed this new color, uh, develop new colors, gold detailing, and vibrant hues for this makeover, drawing inspiration from, oddly enough, Disney legendary uh, Imagineer Mary Blair's vision of the classic Cinderella. The overall Cinderella Castle makeover will continue in the coming months as the tourists and towers achieve shimmering petals, jewels, and ribbons in royal blues and iridescent golds. And at night, the Royal Landmark will be a vision to behold as it becomes one of the shining beacons of magic shimmering with iridescence. Yeah. So they're they're calling the four park icons the beacons for this celebration. In case you're going to hear that word more and you're going to go, what, what do they mean, beacon? It's the four I, park icons. Yeah, I guess weenie wasn't really, uh, Yeah, I mean, that's what Walt called them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, weenie sound... When Mary Jeff. Blair was working, did she make notes of, uh, oh, hey, by the way, guys, when you get to the 50th, it should be like this. <laughs> this. should be this. Yeah. If we get to 75 years, it should <laughs> Yeah, hold yeah, on. Should, Let me write up 75 stuff for you. Just, if we get to 150 years, it should be yeah. this. Yeah. And and then please pull me out of the grave. And then, yes. Uh, <laughs> I love when they reference uh, Mary uh, Blair or... Uh, Harriet Carter, right? Is it Harriet? The other woman. Uh, I'm like, no, they weren't making notes of the 50th anniversary of Disney World. No, no, no. There's another woman. Uh, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, one of my wishes, I guess Disney does listen to the podcast. Uh, they are going to try and make a wish come true for me this year. And that is uh, Disney. They're calling this Disney's Magic Mobile Service. This is a convenient new way to experience Walt Disney World. 
Uh, the magic band is a colorful wristband that guests can wear around and make your wrist <laughs> sweat more than it does. Yes. Uh, but they've continued to invent and innovate, and soon they will be debuting a new option called Disney Magic Mobile Service. <gasps> this will be launching in phases starting later this year. Disney Magic Mobile Service is a convenient and contactless way to access Magic Band features like theme park entry through the power of your iPhone, Apple Watch, or smart device. Guests will be able to create Disney Magic Mobile passes through uh, the My Disney Experience app and add it to their smart devices, their digital wallets. It works like magic. Most features will be available just by holding up your smart device near an access point, just like you do with a Magic Band. Disney Magic Mobile Service and its features will roll out uh, first on Apple devices. Thank you, Disney. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guests may choose to use Disney Mobile Magic Service or a Magic Band. So you can pitch. A uh, pitch. You can pick. <laughs> You can pitch and pick which one works best for you. <laughs> uh, you can even use both an alternative method, uh, the two, for the uh, added flexibility. So there you go. You can wear a magic band at a... Ding, 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 ding. As, as Van Hagar said, you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Or Miley Cyrus, pick a choose. I don't care. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they uh, will also be soon introducing more magic bands in trendy new colors and fun design features and favorites and uh, characters and stories. Remember, these are not free anymore. So whatever they come up with, you're going to pay for. Okay. Right. Just keep just keep that in your head for a second. Uh, the existing digital room key feature will continue to be available specifically within the My Disney Experience app. So they're keeping that in the app, and the other will go to your wallet. So that's an interesting decision they made. And yeah. uh, I don't know why, but okay, whatever. Uh, going directly to the Disney Resort. So uh, you just check in. Your room's ready. They send you a text message. You go to your room. You tap your phone. Bing. You're in. Do you really I, think I like a lot the room of, thing. Uh, what? Yeah. Do you really think a lot of people are going to stay with the Magic Bands? Do you think they'll walk on mobile? Uh, I think non-tech people will go the route of the Magic Band. And then uh, all locals and pass holders <laughs> that are tech savvy will go the route of the uh, mobile Magic. I think kids will also go for the Magic Bands, too. Well, geared towards kids. Yeah, because they don't have iPhones or you know, androids to be carrying around, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So this is exciting. I yeah. saw this story come out and I'm, I immediately thought of you and I was like, dude, it's got to be jumping up and down. Yeah. So, so this is close. This is step one, as I'm calling it. Phase one. Next thing is all the other cards in my wallet have to be digitized. Disney Tables of Wonderland, DVC, all that stuff has got to be digitized. I don't want anything in my wallet that says Disney on it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then step three would be just plant the chip in my forehead. No, no. <laughs> the next step would be to link that uh, link your account to a credit card. Yes. Yeah. And then put no. the chip in my head. No, you go to hell with that. Anyway, um, 
Although, have you seen that? Uh, yes. I can't remember what country is uh, the handship? Yes. Right, yes. your hand over. Yes. Well, you saw the lady that took uh, the thing out of the magic band and put it in her arm, in her hand, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's Mark of the Beast, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Now there's now there's a warning on the package. Don't don't <laughs> yes. plant don't plant this in your body. Yeah. Thanks, lady. Ruined it for Tony. I mean everybody. I mean, don't do that. <laughs> Walt Disney Imagineering and D23 are celebrating 20 years of Disney's California Adventure. Has it really only been 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I thought that park was older than that. Uh, And I'm quoting, adventure is out there. Uh, Disney California Adventure, that is. Uh, D23, uh, the official Disney fan club, is joining forces with the creative talents of Walt Disney Imagineering for a special member event. Uh, D23X Walt Disney Imagineering Magical Milestones, uh, Disney California Adventure Park 20th Anniversary. That written out is three lines of type. I know. D23X Walt Disney Imagineering Magical Milestones dash Disney California Adventure Park 20th Anniversary. Right. Uh, this is the first in a series of milestones that D23 and WDI will be partnering to celebrate. And each event will feature a grand gathering of Imagineers who will take guests on a journey spanning everything from park origins and history to beautiful artwork and storytelling to plenty of behind the scenes stories that introduce some of the fascinating people that bring our favorite places to life. The Imagineering story creator, Leslie Iwerks, hosts the special event. Interesting. Uh, which starts with Walt Disney Imagineering President Bob Weiss revisiting the park's origins as Disneyland's humble parking lot uh, through opening day and its earliest editions. Over the next 90 minutes, guests will enjoy hearing about two decades of growth and expansion from Cars Land, World of Color, and Buena Vista Street to Pixar Pier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout, and the upcoming Avengers Campus, including a peek behind the scenes at the highly anticipated land and inside the exciting new attraction, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. Uh, Joining iWorks and Weiss are a cornucopia of creatives from Walt Disney Imagineering past and present, including, but not limited to, Steve Davison, Executive of Parades and Spectaculars, Scott Drake, Portfolio Creative Executive, Tom Fitzgerald, Portfolio Creative Executive, Roger Gould, uh, Creative Director for Franchise Management and Parks Integration from Pixar and Walt Disney Imagination, Lynn uh, Itamura from Executive Interior Design, Jeanette Lomboy, uh, Site Portfolio, I'm not going to read their titles, Kathy Magnum, John Morrow, Jeff Shaver Moskowitz, uh, Tracy Noche, or Tracy Nosey, uh, Kevin Rafferty, Brent Strong, Steven Spiegel, uh, Susan Tubert, or Tubert, Bob Weiss, and Claire Weiss. Um, the event is complimentary for all D23 Gold members and $10 for D23 General members and will be available for viewing from March 10th at 4 p.m. through the 26th. So this is happening now. Uh, visit yeah. for more details, d23.com. So I was on the website and I was like going to purchase them. I'm like, wait a minute, Leslie Iwerks is doing this. You think they're just recording it and they put it on Disney Plus? It's possible. 
I'm thinking, do I pay the ten dollars and watch it, or do I run the risk <laughs> of not seeing it, and then it's showing or seeing it, or and then it shows up and I've wasted ten dollars? I, I don't know. I mean, if this is Disney California Adventure. I could see you doing that. If it was Disneyland, you'd be throwing money at them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I may, I may do it. I may do it. But it's like, it's Leslie Howard's She's got to be recording it for a production company. It's dude. It's ten bucks. Call me and I'll come over and watch. And I'll bring food. You made your money back. Oh, all right. Sounds like a good idea. All right. Uh, the thing that broke the internet uh, last week is they announced that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure Grand Opening is set, not for next week, October first. <laughs> Seven days off. Who didn't see that coming? No. So everyone's little chef is cooking up something really big for the Walt Disney World Resort's 50th anniversary because it's the grand opening of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. It's set for October 1st of this year. In this delicious new attraction, (laughs) you'll feel like you've shrunk down to the size of Chef Remy as you scurry through Gaston's Gaston, 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 Gaston. Marriage to my French accent. Please don't. <laughs> Famous restaurant on a wild adventure for the whole family. No high requirement. Based on Disney and Pixar's Academy Award winning Ratatouille, uh, the experience will be part of the newly expanded French or France or We Pavilion over in Epcot. When you round, <laughs> when you round the corner. Into this new portion of the pavilion, you will be transported into a fanciful version of Patty that feels straight out of the animated film. <laughs> You're in the wrong country, bro. <laughs> it's close. It's just it's one one notch down. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, as you uh, you can see the the nighttime, it's supposed to be the city of lights. But oh wait, there's more. Also <gasps> coming October first. Now I don't understand why they didn't open this. Sooner, the the attraction I get the food part I didn't get. Uh, there'll be a new uh, restaurant. This will be La Creepy de Paris, a new restaurant offering <laughs> both table and quick service options. The menu will feature sweet crepes, savory buckwheat galettes, and authentic French hard cider. Nice, the, nice. The attraction, the restaurant, the pavilion expansion are all part of this historic transformation of Epcot currently underway, celebrating how the impossible becomes possible through the power of imagination and a little Disney magic. This amazing time in the park uh, history. As you can see, the reimagined entrance with the new fountain, the Soul of Jazz, the American Adventure Pavilion, the exhibit, the new films, the three different pavilions, and much, much more is on the way. They're making a big deal out of everything. That they put a paintbrush to. Every little thing that's a nod. Yep. Yep. Uh, If you want to see more about this, go to DisneyWorld.com forward slash 50. And uh, you can see more information there. So they shortened up this website. This used to be something else, blah, blah, blah. But now they just made it the number 50, which I think everybody can get their head around. Yeah. Well, you know, they promised us 50 things for the 50th. And yes. COVID said, not so fast. <laughs> As Steve Austin was saying, uh-uh. 
I'll show uh, you. I'll show you five things for the fiftieth. Here's five things for the fiftieth, and you'll like it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about this. I mean, I've watched the uh, the attraction stuff when it opened up in uh, France and the French uh, Disneyland Paris, but um, eh, I'm cool. Yeah. I think it's fun. So uh, all the speculation was that it was going to open up for spring break or maybe just after spring break before summer. Uh, and all the speculation and the guessing is now that if they did that, then they would have really no reason post-pandemic because, you know, Disney, I think, is counting on a lot of changes by June. You know, capacity going a little bit higher in restaurants and parks and things. So they're hoping they'll get a bigger bang for their dollar. Which is do you feel like it's a little bit of a bait and switch because everybody was like, oh, they're going to go open Remy, so we should go down there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to open Ratatouille, so we should go down there. Maybe we'll be on a soft yes. opening. We're going to launch it. They're going to launch it spring break week. You know yeah. they are. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah, uh, spring break, you're already here? Mm. Yeah, we're not opening it until October 1st. Yeah. yeah. And I like the way they announced it just as spring break was starting. Just yeah. to make sure. <laughs> Holy merd. Ah. Oh. <laughs> for you French speaking people that yeah. was funny um, alright so if you would like to support what we do here uh, there's an easy way that you can do that you go to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks podcast uh, you could also go to uh, that site and sign up for not only three additional shows each week but you can also get an amazing uh, reward system so at each tier of support you get some more rewards Plus, if you uh, love the Disney by the Numbers t-shirts, there's a, a reward level that will get you all three shows plus one of those t-shirts sent directly to your door. So, uh, so go check that out, DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash Patreon, uh, and check that out. And Patreon just started a, an annual pr- uh, opportunity. If you want to pay annually, you can save 10%. And if you sign up today or if you go up a level... We're going to send you a really cool Pixar hat, hand-stitched, embroidered, whatever they call that. Uh, Pixar hat. Yeah, thank you. Uh, So go check that out. And uh, we would love to send you a hat and say thank you for signing up on top of all the other amazing rewards that come with it. So, again, go to uh, DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash Patreon and sign up uh, today. Yep, that's good. Uh, hey, we got some meetups coming up. Um, if you're going to be in town May 29th, we're going to have a meetup at uh, the AMC Theater. Uh, we're going to rent a movie. We're not sure yet. We have to wait till it gets a little bit closer. And uh, it will be on us. So it'll be up to 20 people, and we'll tell you how to sign up for that. Uh, yep. Probably something uh, through Eventbrite. Uh, August 7th, we're going to Ravello for breakfast. That's a character meetup at the Four Seasons. Uh, it is a not-miss breakfast. The breakfast is great. The character is great. You're going to have a lot of fun. And then December 11th is our annual uh, monorail crawl. So that's all coming up. Uh, hey, last week, go ahead. Wouldn't it be cool if they lifted some of the you know COVID restrictions and we'd be able to have like real character meet and greet? I mean, I'm by dreaming. August, really by August, dream. that could happen. You never know. That could happen. Never know. All right, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, last week, we had a trivia question, John. The question was, yep. what were the name of Ursula's two pet eels? Uh, seaweed and conch shell? No. 
Crap. Uh, it's Floatsum and Jetsum. And the winner is Daniel K. So, uh, Daniel, uh, shoot us your mailing address so that we can send you something nice. We even have, if, you know, if you hurry up, while supplies last, we got some um, Mr. Mr. Toad stickers left. <laughs> decals. They're decals. Decals. Sorry. Decals. decals. Oh, decals. God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this week's trivia question is, which Disney animated movie has a soundtrack that has gone 10 times platinum, according to the Record Industry Association of America. That's RIAA for those record people in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think we all know the answer to this one. It's the sword and the stone. Yeah. It's the most famous soundtrack there's ever been. Yeah. Uh, if you know the correct answer, send that to Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and I probably should say this so that everybody knows. Uh, it has to be sometime to me by Sunday at noonish. That's when I start, you know, going through the notes and start, uh, you know, figuring out who the winners are. So, uh, Disney Parks Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, what Disney animated movie soundtrack has gone platinum ten times? That's a lot of records. That's a right, lot what's a platinum a million? No. Uh, I don't know. No. Look that up while I'm you, talking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm wearing my uh, well, I was wearing my Disneyland shirt. I changed shirts. <laughs> um, Max Pass and Fast Pass, sorry kids, are among the features that have been suspended for Disneyland's reopening. <sighs> if uh, if you want to visit Disneyland or Disney California Adventure. Uh, when they reopen, uh, you might need to take note of some of the features that will no longer be available to you. The Disneyland Resort has updated their website to make guests aware that both Disney Max Pass and Fast Pass services will be suspended upon reopening. According to the site, uh, Magic Morning and Extra Magic Hour will also be suspended for the time being to allow for greater control over capacity limitations. Now, as we know, in order to manage capacity numbers, the California parks will utilize a park reservation system for all guests. At this time, the sales of both annual passes and new ticket sales have been honk, honk, paused. Uh, so we will definitely keep you up. And as soon as we find out what's going on, uh, as well as new procedures for guests, we will pass it on to you. Yeah, that's a, it's very interesting that they had to tell people. <laughs> that those will all discontinue. Like everything else is gone. What? Why would you keep that? Oh, I can see somebody walking there. It's like, mm, yo, mm, I got a, I got a max pass, yo. I'm gonna ride all these rides. Uh, sorry, uh, speak to the ball. Wally World is closed. Sure. <laughs> speak to the moose. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, platinum is a million, so ten million. Ten million records. We were two million records between French. That's a lot of records. Yeah, it's a lot of Disney fans. <clears throat> they were sure. probably all at the expo. Who knew that Sword and Stone was that popular? Yeah, or Black Cauldron. Yeah, what did I say? Sword and Stone. Yeah, Black Cauldron. Yes, Black Cauldron. My bad. Uh, Walt Disney Swan and Dolphin announced the first, in the first time in forever, for the first. first I'm in forever. Uh, a spring 
Food and Wine Classic. Listen, this is how desperate this resort is. <laughs> they're doing a festival before the festival. They're that they're that desperate, really. It's not uh, good. The resorts are killing. They're hurting big time. Uh, the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort have just announced their popular food and wine classic is returning, but this new edition will take place in the spring for the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. The Swan and Dolphin Spring Food and Wine Classic will take place Saturday, April 17th as a one-night-only limited-ticket event featuring unlimited food and unlimited beverage tastings and live music. Now, you have to ask yourself, you've been there, right? You've been to yeah. the event? Yeah. Isn't that a lot of effort for one-night event? Yes, but the size of the event's probably going to be drastically cut. So it might not be as much effort as we're thinking, but you know, they're hurting. So why not? I would have done it like on a weekend, at least get the locals to come and stay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in charge of the resort. Uh, Overnight packages and tickets are on sale now. See, that's what I'm saying. If you had it for the weekend, it would have come for the whole weekend. Right. Anyway, uh, the event will offer culinary selections from the hotel's award-winning restaurants and wine samplings from around the world and a selection of other beverages. Uh, amidst the backdrop of live entertainment as the limited ticket event, guests will be able uh, to physically distance themselves uh, throughout the resort's expansion and spacious outdoor spaces. Okay. Uh, the yep. event will take place from 5.30 p.m. to 8. That's a lot of eating and drinking in that short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how they run the lines. Because I remember that. Those lines being really crappy. Well, you got to think limited capacity. Yeah. You yeah. should be able to do more drinking. Yeah. You better you better have a room because you're probably going to only be able to stumble home. Yeah. Uh, this will feature uh, several themed stations, including the Biagaten. Uh, Chinatown and the Luau inspired Pig in a Poke. Uh, there will be 12 food stations. That's a lot of food. That's a In- lot of stations. Yeah, for a pandemic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> including dessert from executive pastry chef and world pastry chef champion Laurent Bonnard. <laughs> 50 beverage selections. <laughs> event only tickets can be purchased online at foodandwineclassic.com and it's a schmear 125 per person room packages start at $400 a night and include Yikes. and include event access for two adults so that's room and event those are limited to people that are 21 or older uh, health and safety protocols will be implemented for the event. That means your temperature screening, yada, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is a one-night event that will uh, uh, lead to the return of the fall swan and dolphin food classic, which is currently scheduled to take place October 29th and 30th. So, there you wow. go. Go check them out. Wow. Um, yeah, that seems like a lot. I mean, that's it, it's a buck and a quarter for what's that? Three and a half hours. Yeah, and then another what? Four hundred for the room. Yeah, another four hundred for the room or an Uber home. 
for us. They're uh, they're definitely uh, they're definitely targeting a specific audience. Mm. Yeah, that's on me. Okay. Right. What's the date on that? Uh, April seventh. Yeah, it's still spring breakish. It's the tail end of it. Okay. Yeah, April. So college kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're not going to have that kind of well their credit cards might anyway the so, parents will. yeah Disneyland Paris has extended the temporary closure and will not reopen on April 2nd as planned April of fool uh, due to the prevailing conditions and travel restrictions across Europe Disneyland Paris will not be able to reopen on April 2nd as originally announced the resort is and I'm using Tony's air quotes here optimistic that it will be open, be able to reopen soon, end quotes, and will share updates when possible. It was previously scheduled to reopen on February 12th uh, before extending the closure to April 2nd. Travelers who have booked a vacation with Disneyland Paris will be able to modify their arrival date or cancel the reservation without fees up and up to and until the last moment before their planned arrival date. <laughs> like, Oh, we're leaving tomorrow for Paris. Did you not know that it's closed? Oh, crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get more information on adjusting or canceling your trip at DisneylandParis.com. Sounds good. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it because the uh, limited travel? So most Parisians aren't going there and people from yeah, I don't I don't yeah, yeah, I don't think the Parisians go there. <laughs> I do not want to walk into the swine of the Disney resorts. They serve ketchup with steak. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Right. Yeah, that's about right. All right, this is not, um, it's more for our local listeners. But the Dr. Phillips is doing the music of a Disney on Broadway again. Uh, this is at the Dr. Phillips Center here. In Orlando, and there it's something that they're calling their front yard festival. So rather than opening up the theaters, the entire front lawn of the festival center is now a theater. So it's mm-hmm. all outdoors. So you don't have to worry about being indoors, touchy people, things like that. Nice. Uh, the music of uh, did oh, and I should say each pod. There's four seats to a pod. Uh, so. You're on your own little raised platform with your own little four seats. So you can buy all four or you can buy two and then they don't sell the other two. So it's all your own little area. I should say that. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music of Disney on Broadway is a theatrical concert starring uh, some of Broadway's brightest stars. Uh, there'll be Ashley Brown, who played Mary Poppins. Uh, Michael James Scott, who played the genie, who we wanted to see and we got ripped off. Uh, Kissy Simmons, uh, who played Nala in The Lion King, and Josh Strickland uh, from uh, Tarzan. So typically, it's Ashley and Josh, and then Kissy and James, usually the two pairings. uh, Because Josh and Ashley do this thing. They have a lot of, you know, unspoken shtick that they do. They have Uh, shtick. They got shtick. The show will guess what? Feature music from Disney songs. (laughs) <laughs> like The Lion King, Hercules, Newsies, Beauty and the Beast, Tarzan, Mary Poppins, Aladdin, High School Musical, The Musical, The Musical, The Little Mermaid, Aida, uh, Freaky Friday, and Frozen. Uh, there will be three performances taking place at 1.30 p.m. on March 20th, and then a, uh, that's a matinee, and then a second show at 8 p.m. 
uh, and that will be on March 20th and 21st. Uh, tickets only start at, ready, $25. I know, it's crazy. You can see um, four Broadway people for $25. I'm literally looking right now. Yeah, it's a two-person, we should go. It's a two-person minimum. Each matinee ticket purchased uh, guests will receive free admission for any child under 18. Wow. So two adults, and then you can bring two kids under 18, and they're free. They're wow. Free. This is That's how great. bad these people want to perform at the Festival Center in Epcot, but can't. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, the Front Yard Festival at Dr. Phillips is an outdoor, socially distant festival featuring a variety of COVID-19 friendly shows and events. Uh, guests must wear masks at all times unless actively eating or drinking, so buy a lot of drinks. Uh, everyone is seated in their private elevated box uh, station, uh, six feet apart from each other, and there are three jumbotrons. There's one on each end and then one uh, in the middle uh, uh, behind the stage. Uh, if you want to learn more, go to drphillipscenter.org. So if you're coming down and you say to yourself, well, what am I going to do at night? Because I've seen all those posts on Facebook. This mm -hmm. is something you can do at night. Yep. There you go. Wow. I'm looking. The... Wow. I have to do this on a computer. because Yeah. Um... Let me know. Yeah. If you do if you do go, just buy a ticket. And I'll, I'll send you the money. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Main Street Fire Station reopens as an exhibit at the Magic Kingdom. So no longer going to be playing your games. Now it's going to be back to what it should have been the whole time. Main Street USA is uh, the opening scene for the adventure that is Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Uh, the turn of the 20th century buildings are meant to evoke a sense of nostalgia for a time when town squares were a gathering point and the fire station was a volunteer-led effort. Now, once the headquarters for the collector card-based internet interact collector card-based interactive game Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, the Main Street Fire Station, home to Engine Company 71, get it, mm. 71, uh, closed in January after Disney World discontinued the game. The Main Street Fire Station reopened in February, although it was closed uh, recently. It came back open. It popped open uh, not too long ago. And uh, you can now see the fire department engine number 71 on display. Uh, Disney is, isn't currently running any of its Main Street vehicles due to the current health emergency. So to have the engine on exhibit and available to take family photos is extremely nice. Um, we, uh, the person who wrote this said they liked that Disney kept the fire patches. Uh, they're delivered by firefighters and first responders from all across the United States and beyond. It's a nice tribute. Um, so... That's pretty cool. They've got the, the engine back. It's now fire station again. Yeah. Uh, I love that idea. I really did not like the search of the Magic Kingdom. It felt like it was shoehorned in there. I love the yeah. I love the back. Yeah, I like I like that that it's back too. I'm glad they put the fire truck in there. Um, back in the day, they used to have like a little mini store in the back. Uh, I have a hat and a shirt that it used to be. You know, uh, Magic Kingdom Fire Department. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it had the 71 on it and Mickey. So I, I would like to maybe see just a couple things come back, like the hat and the shirts. I think mm -hmm. we're kind of cool. Maybe mm -hmm. a mug or two. 
uh, you know, things like that. But I'm glad that the fire truck is there. Um, there's another podcast you should listen to, um, a Skull Rock radio or Skull Rock podcast. Uh, yeah. It's a friend of ours, uh, uh, Al John and uh, Dave ba- uh, Bossard. Uh, and they just had on uh, Bob Gurr, who talks about the fire truck. Right. And uh, he's got a good story that you'll want to listen to. So go check that yeah. out. All right. So Disney World is secretly, are they secretly removing fast pass signs from attractions? <laughs> what? Have you seen these? Uh, so uh, the one I saw was a uh, Space Mountain. The fast pass sign is all the lettering is all gone on it. Wow! It say fast pass line. There's no clock. It's it's just the the you know it's gone dark and there's nothing now on that sign. So uh, you know it poises the question. You know, is Disney doing something or are they just repainting the sign? You know. So it got the internet pretty riled up the other day. Um, so, you know, the the question being is, you know, are they eliminating this? Are they going to, you know, is this the first one? They started with space and now they're going to, you know, eliminate fast pass signs from all the attractions. So the next time you're in the park, if you notice fast pass signs disappearing, you know, or signage or things like that, um, you know, let us know. I'd be interested, you know, to see the covers over the things that, that's done, you know, all the time nowadays. But the signage is the big thing that we're looking for. Yeah, I would think that Disney's probably discontinuing it or changing it to something else. If if mm. the signage is gone, that's pretty major. Yeah, they could that. I don't see why they would need to take it down just to paint it. Yeah, yeah, change it. Yeah. So at at this time, the official Disney website says this: as a result of the COVID nineteen impact on operations, the FastPass Plus service. Uh, is suspended for the time being. FastPass Plus service is not offered uh, with the purchase of tickets or annual passes. We will share future updates at a later date. So, you know, at this time of, uh, you know, uh, saying this, Disney has not said anything about, you know, officially, you know, what is happening with FastPass signage and, right. <laughs> you know, its disappearance from the earth. So we'll see. You know, we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> if you're uh, in the uh, Disney Parks podcast Patreon group, we did a whole show talking about this. So we had a good mm-hmm. chat about that. I want to go check that out. Uh, we'll talk more about how to be a Patreon here in just a second. But, yeah, we had a, a good conversation about it. And I think that it's – Disney's going to do something different. And I think they should. I think it's yeah. time, in my opinion. Uh, another annual pass holder, Executive Magnet. Um, excuse me. Exclusive magnet is coming early this summer because that's what we need. Yeah. Another magnet. Uh, with the Donald Duck annual pass holder exclusive magnet offer winding down at Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, we've learned that Disney is preparing for another annual pass holder exclusive magnet. Uh, Disney is currently offering the Donald Duck annual pass order magnet from the canceled 2020 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival at Animal Kingdom. Festival was cut short last year as COVID, you know, screwed everybody. Uh, we've learned that the another annual pass magnet distribution is in the works. While details such as what the design will be uh, are still being worked out, Disney said the magnet magnet will be, and I quote, landing early summer. 
Of course, it would stand to reason that the next magnet to be offered will be the Orange Bird magnet that Disney never got the chance to distribute last year. It was announced that the Donald Duck magnet would be available from March 4th through April 19th, while the Orange Bird magnet would be available from April 20th to June 1st. As for the 2021 dates, we're still waiting on the final confirmation. Uh, Disney recently doubled down on the Orange Bird theming at Sunshine Tree Terrace and Magic Kingdom with the introduction of the Orange Bird mural uh, and an update to the sign. I think it would stand a reason they do an Orange Bird magnet. But uh, have, have they done an Orange Bird magnet? I want to say they have. I could. I want to say they have too. I could have swore I had one. Did they run uh, out of characters? Surely not. I mean. Stitch, have they got a We stitch did a one? character that they haven't done. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Careful. We'll take all of our ideas. <laughs> I'm just, just throwing it out to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I am not going to pitch that. I, uh, I got something. <laughs> I want to show you this month's uh, Disney Parks. Disney by the Numbers by t-shirt. <laughs> Sponsored by Disney Parks Podcast. Is it open? Really the other way around, but okay. Yeah, either way. So uh, go to DisneyByTheNumbers.com uh, to get this shirt. Uh, uh, we're doing uh, a shirt. If you missed the other ones, I'm sorry. Uh, we did an e-ticket and a Mr. Toad. Toad Wild Ride. Um, but this is number three. They all have this fine little seal on them. Uh, saying that they're opening day attractions. So uh, go check them out. The pricing is uh, cheaper than a Disney shirt. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yes. And they're better quality, in my oh, yeah. opinion. Yeah. They're nice. They're soft. They don't shrink. Yeah. They're good. Nope. Yep. Yep. That was our... We wanted them soft. We- That's right. <laughs> yes. We we found a much better distributor in the search of the bomb.com. Yes. Yeah. All right. Hey, kids. How about a little headline news? And now the headline news. This is probably not the first time or the last time we're going to say things like, the Magic Kingdom Main Street Confectioner is going to be closing for a very long time for a refurbishment. I think yeah. they're going to be glorifying a lot of things, cleaning things up for the 50th. So uh, don't be surprised when you see things like this. But, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to move some of the candy out in carts or, you know, because that's a big thing, uh, you know, at the Magic Kingdom. You know, that's every kid's sugar fix for the day. So no. I don't know if they'll be distributing it to other places, but we'll have to just wait and see. Nice. Uh, Disney Plus surpassed 100 million global paid subscribers. Wow. So this is not all the Verizon people that got like three years free with their phone. This is paid subscribers. Mm-hmm. So, and this is coming from Disney. This is not a, a third-party source. This is Disney. Wow. Uh, the Orlando Sentinel is reporting that Brightline uh, Rail connecting Walt Disney World to Orlando International Airport and other destinations may still be five years away. 
Wow. So if you thought you were going to hop on this, you know, when Magical Express ended in 2022, you may have to find an alternative method for another couple of years. Mm. Mm. Uh, but they, uh, if you do go to Orlando Sentinel, they did post a map. There you go. Of where the rail is going. Hmm. So go take a look at that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, the Disneyland Hotel is not opening anytime soon because they uh, put up a big fence around it. Stay really? Out. Yeah. Stay out. Keep away. Listen. You only have three hotels. If your if your park is going to open sometime in April, wouldn't you want all of your resorts open? Maybe they're treating it like the White House and the Capitol. They're just putting a fence around to be like Washington D.C. They're going to go out there. Oh, stay away, kids. We're right. That's right. Talk to the moose. <laughs> the moose should have told you. Talk to the mouse. He's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would think with three hotels, you would have them all open. At yeah. least, you know, maybe every other. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I, it did, didn't register. Yeah. Uh, does anybody watch The Mask uh, Singer? Anybody? Bueller? 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 Uh, no, I, I do not. Okay. I do. Uh, and I think this was just, uh, I don't know. This, this I, It didn't seem real. But the first uh, singer to get tossed off was uh, Kermit. Kermit the Frog was in a masked singer outfit. Yeah. Singing. A giant snail outfit, to be honest, yeah. to be accurate. Yeah. A frog so, and a snail. <laughs> so, what part of a Muppet being inside of a, a giant snail that is in a singing competition show do you find hard to believe, Tony? <laughs> Which part specifically? Uh, I, I don't. I, the whole the whole part. <laughs> I just I, I felt like this was too fake or too staged, or they were just doing this to you know. I don't. I don't. I I I just didn't think it was real. I you know it real as in it was part of the show. I I just think it was they had plans that you know Kermit was going to be the first one tossed off, and you know that was that. Like they yeah. couldn't get anybody to be in that costume. So they say, oh, let's get Carmen. We'll just throw him off the first week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay. Right. Sounds good. Uh, if you're looking for a job uh, during the pandemic, uh, the Disney Cruise Line is currently hiring characters. Sweet. So this is my opportunity to be goofy. Oh, gosh. Gosh, John. <laughs> you look like goofy. What do you mean they don't fit into the suit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if kids are listening right now parents are screaming at me right now I, I just, up, you idiot. I'm just thinking Pandora <laughs> uh, Mr. Man, he, 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 you still don't fit in the motorcycle that's two times you've tried can, can, you, can you stop coming here please <laughs> uh, that damn attraction Anyway, if you're looking to become a character, uh, go to uh, DisneyCareers.com. Uh, I think they're there. Otherwise, go to the DCL uh, website. Um, but they are hiring, it seems like, a large zoo of animals. Uh, yes. So now's your chance of you, you know. I will warn you, if you're going to do this, it's six months on, working uh, seven days a week, and then you get six months off. Well. Or three months off. 
So just be prepared that you're going to be on a cruise ship, subterranean, no daylight for six months, seven days a week working. Oh, you see daylight through the holes. <laughs> <laughs> through the leaks <laughs> in the ship. <laughs> yeah, there's no leaks on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Iger uh, put, put a message out. He just wanted to warn us, uh, you know, get the I miss you cards, condolences, whatever it is. But he is leaving December 31st, 2021. So, uh uh, apparently he had to put that out there like i i, I am leaving yeah we're starting but, the pool yeah but bob you've said that many times before don't and yet and yet we got two bobs running the ship don't tease me with it don't threaten me yeah just do it so uh maybe we should get a card together and send it to disney dear bob let's do that thanks. he did then, a lot of good and it'll just come back with a. <laughs> Please do not. We cannot answer cards. Uh, Wait, let me let me put it with my other letters from uh, the legal department at Disney.com. Actually, by the time we send it, it'll be Mr. Iger no longer works at the Disney company. Blah 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 blah. Well, we'll send it in November, so we know that he'll get. We should. We should send him we a. Should. We should totally. send him a, from the Disney Parks podcast. We should do a meetup and have everybody sign in. I want to make sure he goes so that we can get Eisner on the damn show. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Yeah. Uh, it, I will have to ask this of our travel friends, but I was reading an article that uh, a lot more airlines are now uh, doing direct flights to Orlando. Uh, I can tell you from living at, at the airport that there's certainly more airplane traffic than there's been in a long time, like mm-hmm. this last year. So there are more flights uh, coming to Orlando. Now, if there are more direct flights, well, that's even better because I assume that they don't want to go all over the place. They just, you know, want to get people to where they want to go, you know, without stopping in useless other cities. Um, so we'll have to ask our travel friends if this is uh, possibly a truth or not. Truth or not. Anything truth. else for you, Mr. Donahue? Uh, no, I don't think so. No? I think that, that that's a lot of good stuff. Uh, guys, mm-hmm. if you have any questions, feel free to uh, visit us over at facebook.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. Um, if you're listening to the replay, hey, thanks. But you could join us every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time uh, to watch us live over here at Facebook. Uh, you want to come find us online? You can go to uh, DisneyParksPodcast.com. We've got a lot of resources, blog posts, our show archives as well. Uh, you could also find us on the Instagram and the Facebook and the YouTube at Disney Park Podcast. And uh, if you're looking to book any kind of travel, you cannot get a better company than to hang out with our buddies over at Destinations to Travel. You can go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel. And if you want to support the show, if you'd like to get in on some of this amazing content that you can't hear anywhere else but on Patreon, go to Patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. And with that, my friends, we want to thank you for uh, being a part of the show. If you're here live, we want to thank you for listening. And we'll, if we don't see you online, we'll see you in the parks.
The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. (laughs) 